Study brought to you by Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realties, higherprice.com. Yeah, Friday, 9 o'clock. It's one of our favorite times of the week. We get to hit some social studies. Final hour yeah. broadcasting Woo-hoo! of the week. Woo-hoo! Sarah starts it off with the brilliance from our listeners on uh, Twitter. What do you got for us today, Sarah? All right. All right. We're on Twitter. At Bickley underscore Murata. Hello to our new followers. Recent new followers. There are a lot of you. We appreciate you. We would love some more, though. So, at Bickley underscore Murata. How about that? We're going to start how with... About how about that? The uh, Suns and Kevin Durant, of course. What else would we be starting off with today? Um, the Suns shared yesterday that he will be reevaluated in three weeks. So, you feel... One of these four options, guys. You feel relieved. Could be worse. You feel confused and shocked. You feel disappointed and worried. Or I am an emotionless husk. Oh, um, I'm I, I'm voting. I'm at C is where I'm at. Disappointed and worried? Yes, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a mixture of two and three. I'm definitely well, confused, but also more disappointed and worried. I, I was going to say you're an emotionless husk, but See, I'm, maybe not when it comes to the sun. I'm evolving. <laughs> Look at you. I don't care about it's anything just, but basketball. He's filled it himself with bad emotions. <laughs> That's true. It's not that there aren't emotions. Yes. This husk is full. <laughs> husk. Oh, husk. I didn't eat corn. <laughs> Forty percent of our voters are disappointed and worried. That was the third option. Thirty-two percent say they are relieved. It could be worse. Twenty-two percent, fellow emotionless husks. Only six percent say they are confused and shocked. Jordan Red responded, I'm a lifelong Arizona fan. It makes you think the sports gods are real and we did something to take them off. He has a suggestion. He says maybe ASU needs to change Sparky from a devil into something else as a sacrifice for the sports gods. The sun gods. angels. There you go. Nah. No? Nah. Okay. Crowded Veins says, all I know is I, in all caps, do not want to hear the excuse from the front office that this team never had a chance to get into rhythm if they lose in the playoffs. I feel bad for Durant, and I am rooting for him and the Suns, but they gave up all that they did knowing that this was a possibility. Big Panda says, we all have Arizona sports PTSD from over the years, but as long as Durant is able to go in the playoffs, that is all that matters. Yeah, he only played three games with the Suns, but he fits so well during those three games. Uh, Chad Rudinger is confident that Durant will come back better and stronger than ever. And then Seabacher44 took a gift from 30 Rock of Alec, Bel- uh, Alec Baldwin's character Jack Donaghy. And it says, shoving down emotions and proceeding as if everything is fine. <laughs> Strong. We love that. I might be due for another rewatch of oh, 30, 30 Rock. Rock. For about oh, the fourth so time. Good. I love that show. Lemon, it's Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Let's look at the West as a whole uh, and how the Phoenix Suns fit into that mold. Which team do you think should be most worried heading into the home stretch of the season? The Suns with this Durant news. The Grizzlies moving backwards with the John Morant situation. The Dallas Mavericks, who for a second there, people were worried about Luka, but he'll be back relatively soon. Or the Warriors, who can't win a single game on the road. 
It's not Dallas, because they did get the good injury news. I mean, Luke is going to be healthy. He's still a yeah. hope, but he's going to be healthy. <laughs> the other three, I think... The, the other three... That was good delivery. That was so good. You can make... Uh, Thank you for appreciating the delivery, Jared. Amazing. You can make a legitimate case, but um, I don't think the Warriors, despite their awful road record, are all that worried right now. Um, so it comes down to the Grizzlies or the Suns. And we don't know what's going to happen with John Morant. Taylor Jenkins made a comment about this is the group we're going to have heading into the playoffs. Yeah. To open some eyes in Memphis. I saw but that. I don't know yeah. if he's going to be back. That's, yeah, that That's is quite answer. something. That's the answer. The Grizzlies? Yes. All right. I've placed a vote. I'm getting a weird little glitch right now. Oh, no. The poll just disappeared, Jarrett. Did you see that? No, but I... Elon, I have, gosh! <laughs> I have it here if you want. <laughs> okay. The Grizzlies are at 39.7%. Okay. The Suns at 26.4%. Mavericks at 19.5%. And Warriors 14.4%. Wonderful. Okay, thank you. I can see the question, but the, the poll module disappeared. Uh, John Voida voted for the Grizzlies. Which team are you most worried about? He says, any team that thinks they're good in the West. <laughs> Making fun of John Morant. That's pretty good. Uh, the Mavericks for sure, says Kyler's study buddy. Their record since getting Kyrie is terrible and Luka aho. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Warriors says Dawson. No explanation, though. And then Tyler Meisterheim says he is most concerned about the Coyotes. Stop winning games. <laughs> yeah, how about, about that, this? right? I, it doesn't matter. Win as many as you can. They're never winning the, the lottery anyway. Have we not learned anything from this week? <laughs> I know. They're not getting a franchise-changing guy. Ask me right now. Yeah. Me yeah. of my meager hockey knowledge, who's going to win mm-hmm. the NHL draft lottery? Go ahead. Ask me right now. Who's, who's going to win? Chicago Blackhawks. The- <laughs> They're getting Connor Bedard. Done. Yep. Mark that down. Mark okay. the so right. so you're saying down. the NHL is rigged is what you're telling me? That part of it is. <laughs> Just like the NBA draft lottery has been rigged so many times throughout its career. I don't believe in many things being rigged. Yeah. Those are two, I believe. Okay. Well, final question for today's social studies. We're going to get into some fun story time here. We are asking for something that happened in your life, good or bad, that was just so unbelievable, so absurd, so ridiculous, a la KD slipping like it was a banana peel, that all you could do was laugh. Uh, a couple things for me. Uh, one, throwing my back out, uh, standing up after using the toilet. Oh, God. That, it was really, I was in a heck of a lot of pain, but just could only laugh. Like, mm. This is this is what I've become. <laughs> and just a couple weeks ago, um, there's a restaurant down the street that uh, has hot sauce in one of those sprayable containers. Oh, no. So I'm spraying, uh, I'm putting the, uh, the hot sauce into one of the containers to mm. take home. And I realize it's, there's a blockage. So I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to forge through the blockage. Squeeze harder with two hands. And the thing basically exploded. (laughs) Hit the container so hard it shot up right into my eye. And I was like... Yeah, I asked for that, but I can't get mad at anybody oh. else. That's all on me. And I just it had a hot game. sauce in the eye. Yes. That's always a good yes. thing. Oh, yes. thank you. Vin, or, thanks, Vince. Vic, do you have anything? Oh, I've got tons of them. I think I've shared the story of my epic wipeout going down a mountain skiing with Mark Curtis, and I was laughing at the end of it because I was a, still alive, and I was, <laughs> that was quite surprising to me. Uh, 
Um, what else have I laughed at in terms of that? Oh, yeah, and I've shared the story about the day that um, that I walked out of a restaurant and I thought my car was stolen. Somebody had the exact same make and model as me, and their key actually worked in my car, and they took my car home. Wow. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. wild. Yeah. All right, we have two. Yeah, that was, that, I mean, that was really insane. That really is. take their car? I didn't know. I, uh, I didn't know at the time. I just thought my car was gone. Yeah. That's so crazy. I got a phone call the next day. Some guy said, you're not going to believe this, uh, man. Are you sitting down? Yeah, I'm sitting down. I got your car. Oh, really? That's what? That's you're crazy. going down. No, it was yeah. unbelievable. Okay, we've got a story from Justin Prestigard about stolen cars. He says he had the same car of his stolen three times when he lived here in the valley and he got it back all three times the second time his car was stolen the thief was caught by police at a hotel because he was cheating on his significant other wow oh that 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 sounds like a screenplay extra level of spice there yes cheese doodle dad says i got a flat tire a speeding ticket i paid two thousand bucks to my divorce lawyer and i got a five thousand dollar bill all on the day same day in a span of about four hours that's hey. a bad day. One of That's those things bad is day. bad Just enough. Real right? quick, last one. Sean said he had an accident where he lost his short-term memory like in 51st dates, but it would only he would forget after five minutes. On the route to the hospital, I left my wife the exact same voicemail 14 times. <laughs> I intro- introduced myself to the doctor five times. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I Came back it. the next day and was better. See that one. That's the next a, day. The brain is weird, isn't it? Oh, you isn't say that again. You oh, can man. say that again. Ah, uh, thanks to uh, all the people who responded yes. on social studies. Thank you. Appreciate the uh, feedback. At Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter is where that uh, happens. Coming up next, we'll talk more NBA. Senior NBA writer from the Athletic, Sam Amick, joins us straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Dan Bickley, Vince Morata. Bickley and Morata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Three weeks on the shelf for Kevin Durant. How do the Suns get through that on the uh, home stretch of the season? Here to talk about that in NBA with us is uh, senior NBA writer from the Athletic, Sam Amick, who checks in on the Arizona Sports Line. Sam, thanks for making time for us this morning. We appreciate it. How are you? No problem at all. Thanks for having me. Doing well. Yeah, we've spent the last couple of days on this show just kind of dealing with the weirdness reaction to what went down. The timing of all of it just seems like maybe the basketball gods are conspiring against the Suns. I mean, what was your reaction to what you saw and and uh, what went down on Wednesday, Sam? Yeah, I mean, incredibly unfortunate. Uh, you know, Suns fans should probably relax on the basketball guys being against them. They have Kevin Durant under contract for three more years. So, right. you know, nobody's, nobody's feeling too bad for him. Um, I feel bad for Kevin, you know, basketball wise, he's just been through it this season, uh, last couple of seasons. And, you know, I'm sure he was excited to play in front of the home fans for the first time, you know, somewhat good news as far as the two to three week time window and the idea that, that, you know, that maybe it's not longer like people seem to have feared. Uh, early on in, in kind of the uh, assessment of it. And I think, honestly, beyond the Suns, it is part of a, a broader playoff picture that is going to be so interesting to watch from the standpoint of there's just a lot of teams with, uh, you know, guys, star players out. Nice. Actually, I wrote a whole piece about it that's going to come out in a little bit here this morning about all of these plug-and-play stars who could be game-changers if they are healthy at the right time. You know, whether it's New Orleans with Zion Williamson, you know, um, guys like that, like 
you know, KD can come back and, you know, do what he does. And the Suns, I do think, you know, are, are more than capable of having a deep run. And who knows what happens from there. When you take a look at, and I'm curious what you uh, what what you know or what you think about a guy like Zion. It, it, it and when you look at the West, how, how do you begin to handicap what it might look like come April 9th? Yeah, I mean it's funny because if you look Dan at at like last night for example, the Warriors you know kind of get uh, you know just run over by the Grizzlies with no John Moran, no Stephen Adams, no Brandon Clark. And, and it's like, all right, yet again, we see the defending champs not looking capable of defending the title. Um, you know, Memphis is another one. We don't know how long Ja's going to be out with his situation. But, you know, if and when he comes back, then they could be on their way again as well. So I'm not sleeping on Memphis. I'm not sleeping on Phoenix. Uh, I mean, New Orleans is probably at the bottom of that list. Zion's great, but everything that he's been through physically, I just have a hard time seeing that happen. But the Clippers, you know, even though they haven't played well, Lately, um, you know, Kawhi Leonard has quietly played incredible basketball for a couple of months now. Um, I'm sure I'm leaving somebody out. I don't have the whole list in front of me here, but it's it deep, you know, and then, of course, we're guilty of disrespecting Denver all along the oh, way. Yeah. They've been dominant and, and just been doing their thing and also been very healthy and in my neck of the woods. Still kind of crazy to say it, but, you know, the Kings sitting here in the second seed, not something we saw coming. So <laughs> a ton of parody and, uh, and I think potentially a lot of fun. Sam Amick from The Athletic uh, joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. In terms of the Suns, and, and Dan and I had this conversation earlier, uh, one of the things that stood out from the three-game sample we got from Kevin Durant with this team is how easy everything looked. So he's gone for three weeks. The ease gets thrown out the window. doesn't mean they can't still prosper in this time, but one of the things that it does is it puts pressure on others to produce, and Devin Booker's playing at a really high level, maybe the highest level he's ever played at, which is saying something. What are you, what are you seeing from Devin Booker right now for this stretch run, Sam? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. You look at the shot distribution, and one thing I would not have seen coming was that, you know, you would maybe falsely assume that Kevin would come to town and want to show everybody in Phoenix who he is. And, you know, and, and that isn't just scoring, is what we get reminded of, is that he has been opening things up for Devin in the kind of way that's pretty terrifying if you're everybody else <laughs> in the West. Yeah. Um, you know, Devin is taking, I forget the number, but <clears throat> significantly more shots than Kevin, shooting at an incredible clip. You know, Kevin himself shooting around 60% during those three games. I mean, the offense just comes way too easy. And it also makes me think of that uh, kind of infamous clip of Devin in the off season complaining about getting double teamed. Yes. And, you know, (laughs) that whole idea. And it's just like, well, bro, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Right. Yeah. When you share a floor with this guy, you're going to be going mono and mono. And, and that's where, you know, I think everybody has to remember that Devin, when they were healthy, when it was early and things were going well, you know, he was in that like six or seven to eight player MVP conversation, you know, on his own. He was incredible. Um, so that's where, you know, I, I do think for sure that 
that uh, we should not forget about them as far as title contention. Now, you're right about Devin Booker. It's a small sample size, but in the three games with Kevin Durant, he was averaging 25 shots a game, which is five more than pre-Kevin Durant per game, (laughs) which is pretty terrifying. You're right about that. Um, It's interesting when you take a look. People have made the analogy. When you look at the NCAA tournament, um, very often the teams that get bid are the team maybe with with the freshman star without a lot of experience and the teams that don't have a lot of rep, they struggle against the teams with the five-year seniors, the ones with all the chemistry and all the time spent together. Is that applicable in the NBA? Can you plug in a guy like Kevin Durant with three games under your belt and expect to be good enough and in rhythm enough and together enough to get through a postseason gauntlet? Normally, no. I mean, if you were facing, again, guys like the the Warriors of old, um, you know, teams like that. Even if you look at a team like the Clippers, if they hadn't had, you know, all of the ups and downs from a health standpoint and the load management and, and the up, you know, the ins and outs as far as their lineups and rosters, and, you know, they could have had the kind of continuity in a situation like that that would lead you to say, nah, they can't, you know, the Suns can't keep up with teams like that. But I'm not seeing that team. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just not. Yeah. And, and Denver is that team. And I will keep going back to that. Denver, you know, has been fantastic. Um, But for me, you know, it's like, okay, um, Jamal Murray, to his credit, comes back from the ACL injury, you know, and has gotten better and better and better and closer to who he is at his peak. And that's fantastic, and it works really well for Denver. But if you're telling me in a playoff series as far as who's, who's scaring you, like no matter how long he was out, like just in that moment, you know, then you're you're comparing the the Devin Booker's to the Jamal Murray's. Okay, I'm taking Devin. You know, um, you know the Michael Porter Juniors to the Kevin Durant's. Okay, I'm taking Kevin. Yeah. Um, so you start to see where that lack of continuity and and what the Suns' experience has been, you know might be something they can get over. Bill Simmons brought up something I thought was interesting, and you as a longtime NBA guy, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. He said that the MVP in the NBA now has become a toxic conversation every year, and it's not what it's supposed to be about. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't love it. Um, You know, I, I do love it when I have it with, you know, people in the business who I respect and trust. Um and, and like can have a real adult conversation about it. What I don't, you know, I'm typically honestly in private, but like what I don't love is like the, the first takeification of it, <laughs> if you will. Um, and that idea that, you know, that I don't know, like the other day and just elephant in the room is when ESPN and JJ Reddick and Kendrick Perkins take on this really delicate conversation about the MVP conversation and, and whether or not there might be some, you know, kind of racial bias within it. I actually think it's like it's an interesting topic that's worth exploring and at minimum as somebody who's pretty self-aware about our industry and how male it is and how white it is like I'm down to have that conversation um I just don't think you can have it in in a two and a half minute segment where (laughs) the, the power of their platform is such that it's like, man, you just set the tone for this entire conversation because you have the loudest microphone, uh-huh. but you did not successfully accomplish, you know, having the conversation, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes um, a ton of sense. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, it is interesting. I, in fact, I looked this stuff up the other day to give you guys an idea. It's like, I mean, we, we do still have a very white body in the NBA media. It's 63 out of the 100 voters 
who voted for MVP last year, you know, were white. Um, and I, I just pulled this up. You know, Jokic got 44 out of the 63 votes. It's almost 70%. You know, among the black voters, 25 out of 100. Uh, um, Jokic got 12. So 48%. So you, you see, like, all right, let's unpack that. You know, what do you think? Why is it? Things of that nature. Like, there's conversations there that don't have to be uh, uncomfortable. They can be, you know, a buddy of mine who's African-American said some of the stuff, is, is it cultural? Is it, you know, what you like versus what I like and how we were raised? There's a lot to get into there. Uh, but again, not not in a three minute segment. First take a vacation. I love, I love uh, it. I love the love uh, both it. of the terms. Sam, thanks so much Thank for you, joining brother. us. We appreciate it. You got it, guys. Be good. Thanks, thanks. for having me. Sam Amick, senior NBA writer from the Athletic, joined us on the Arizona Sports Line. Jared Carlin has your sports oh, kebab on a Friday Jared. night. No, Jared. no singing aloud. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports Poll Question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. All right, to ArizonaSports.com we go. Before we get into the latest, Jarrett Carlin. Take your time, Sarah. (laughs) Can you tell I'm stalling? We talk slowly. Guys. I've got a question for you. All right, we're looking at ASU basketball's chances in the NCAA tournament with the Sun Devils win over USC last night. Are they in the tournament? Yes or no? They need to beat Arizona again, or let's see what the other bubble teams do today. I'm saying yes. I'm saying the last choice because, I mean, if you're going to anoint them on a Friday morning, there's still three days of conference tournaments going on. A lot can happen. I didn't think about it. So if, if they were going to name the field this morning, yeah, they're in. But they're not naming the field this morning. So yeah, there's always those outliers that win their conference tournaments yes. and steal a bid. And yes, then, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. in the major conferences, somebody that you didn't have in wins, and it's yeah. another guaranteed bid. Right. I don't so feel ASU great about it. Is doing all it can. Yes. But yes, it's not in a silo. All right. Forty-one percent say yes. ASU is in the tournament. Thirty percent say no. They need to beat Arizona again tonight. Twenty-nine percent say let's see what the other teams on the bubble yeah. do should be an interesting game tonight mm-hmm. i'll watch it tomorrow morning <laughs> <laughs> thank you sir today's anderson ford poll question you can vote on it at arizona sports.com are you joking 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 <laughs> Are you joking? It's sports news skewered. The sports kebab. I threw Jared off with my inflection. Yeah, I thought you were going to say something else. I threw myself off with my inflection. But uh, you know what time it is. You know what what time it is. What time is it? What time is it? Well, it is time for the sports kebab and... Oh boy, man, I am still recovering from an epic eating performance. Oh no. At Fogo de Chow last Sunday to celebrate my dad, Jackie the Jets, birthday. My goodness, I ate so much meat How that much day. Oh my god. How much meat did you eat? It Ferret. destroyed me. I mean, how did my week go after eating all that? I'll describe it in one sentence. 1160 toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not saying all that meat got to me. But I spent more time squeezing my ab muscles than the cast of Creed 3. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that that clip I played. Eleven hundred six toilets. Yeah. 
That was, of course, Clippers owner and public access Muppet, <laughs> Steve Ballmer. Yes, Ballmer was touting that the new arena that the Clippers will have will have three times the amount of toilets as a normal venue. Yes. Steve is very passionate about such things and, in fact, encourages fans using the toilet to refer to it as dropping a bomb. <laughs> wow. Ew. <laughs> but back... But back to my uh, dad's birthday at the Brazilian Steakhouse. Seriously, though, I was wrecked by the end of it. This place, they keep bringing out various cuts of meat, you know, steak, pork, chicken, until you give up. I mean, by the end, I was begging the waiter for mercy. It was the most emotional a Brazilian made someone since Giselle left Tom. (laughs) By the way, on that, there are rumors that Tom Brady is considering coming out of retirement yet again if the Dolphins' job is open. We played that clip earlier. Look, Tom Brady denied the report, saying he is happy in retirement, getting to spend more time with his ex-wife and her boyfriend's family. (laughs) (laughs) Elsewhere in the NFL, the Jets are rumored to be heavily interested in Aaron Rodgers, and I think that is a good fit. Rodgers spent days in a dark, dank, depressing space with no amenities and no luxury. What better way for him to get ready to potentially live in New Jersey? (laughs) I still can't believe Aaron Rodgers spent four days in darkness with no contact to the outside world. Apparently, when he left and finally checked his cell phone, he had more more missed texts than the Memphis Grizzlies PR person. (laughs) Yeah, quite a story in the NBA as the Memphis Grizzlies are dealing with an incident with star Ja Morant, where he was seen brandishing a gun in a club and has since been suspended, however you want to phrase it, has has not played since. Now, to me, the most interesting part about this, and I don't know if you guys saw this, this is real. The club that Ja was at was celebrating Dr. Seuss night at the time. What? It was a Dr. Seuss-themed night at the strip club that night. Absolutely true. That's not even part of the joke. Now, apparently, John Morant was endorsing his favorite Dr. Seuss book at the time, Sneetches Get Steeches. <laughs> did, you, did you hear that the club that Ja was at was celebrating Dr. Seuss night at the no, time? I did not hear. Well, did apparently, apparently Ja Morant was endorsing his favorite Dr. Seuss book, Green Eggs and Hammered. Because <laughs> the interesting part... Hold, hold, hold on. Wait. Go, keep going. Well, the interesting part about the story to me... Yeah. Is that the club Jaw was celebrating that <laughs> Dr. Seuss night at You're the time. Kidding me. Apparently, Morant was endorsing his favorite Dr. Seuss book, A Glocket, in my pocket. <laughs> now, now, you would think that John Morant would have been more careful and paranoid about getting caught in this situation. After all, nearly all of Dr. Seuss's characters look like Adam Silver. Nah. <laughs> so you think he would have been on the moon. But the biggest NBA news. We have to get to it happen right here in the Valley because Sun superstar Kevin Durant twisted his ankle in pregame warm-ups and will now miss at least three weeks. Even more frustrating, this happened minutes before his home debut.
debut. We spent hours on the station talking about his home debut a couple Fridays ago that we thought it was going to happen. Then it didn't happen. Then we spent days talking about his home debut this week. Then it didn't happen. I feel bad. Our shows are not only becoming the boy who cried wolf, they're the boy who cried wolf and Luke. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe... That this is happening again, stuff like this. It's one thing after another. I mean, the Durant trade was supposed to be us turning the page. I didn't realize that page was in the book of Job. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we cursed. Were the stadiums built on cemeteries? Were there witch trials in the valley or something? Are the teams haunted? I mean, the closest thing I could find is I think the Coyotes' old arena in Glendale was recently turned into a spirit Halloween store. (laughs) But I don't know about that. I mean, three games. Three games we got to see him in the over a month since he was traded here. The brief Kevin Durant era was like the career of Harry Houdini for the Suns fans, okay? There's lots of buzz and interest. People coming from miles around to watch. There were amazing feats, slights of hand, and in Dallas, there was even a daring last-minute escape. And all the time you saw glimpses of magic. And then it all comes to an end with an out-of-nowhere gut punch we should have seen coming. <laughs> well done. Thank well you. done, Jerry. People don't realize that's how Harry Houdini died. Yes. With a punch to the stomach. Yes. He used to challenge... I didn't know that. He used to challenge people to punch him in the stomach because he had extremely strong abs, I guess. Yeah. And, but it was like, okay, challenge me, stand up, you know, come, wait in line, get ready. Somebody snuck up behind him and just sucker punched him in the gut when he wasn't ready. You know who that was? Patrick Beverly. That's right. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Best joke oh. of the kebab. Wow. Did you guys hear that it was uh, Dr. Dr. Seuss Knight? What? Horton Hears a Siren was the... <laughs> I really liked Glocket in my pocket. That was, that was good. Great. Uh, the Sports Kebab every Friday with Jared Carlin. At uh, Jared GC is where you can follow him on Twitter. If you don't know how to spell it by now, you're on your own. I'm done spelling it. Uh, text Valley. Become a Phoenix Suns insider to get all the latest and uh, breaking news on the Suns and their quest for an NBA championship. That's Valley to 620, 620. And, of course, you can always text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620, 620 during the day. Some final thoughts on this Friday. Vic's a huge fan of Greta Van Fleet. I've become a huge fan of Fred Van Vliet. We'll explain next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata, song of the day. Today's song of the uh, song of the day from Foster the people. George Foster the people. <laughs> and it's Foster. Uh, this is Foster the people. Houdini. I learned something new I didn't never learned before. I had no idea Houdini died from being sucker punched. I didn't know that either. I also didn't know Foster the people had a good song. Oh. 
Oh! You didn't like their oh, one big hit there? No, I hated that song. This is fun, though. I Sit like this. next to me? Yeah, not I like, really. I like that song, too. That one's I, I better than this song. This song is 12 years old. How about that, right? It is? This song is old enough to be in sixth grade right now. Oh. I'm shocked you don't like Foster the People. It, it just doesn't do it for me. Right. Pumped Up Cakes is a horribly overrated song. I tend to agree with that. There's some other stuff off this album I like a lot. This is a good this is a good album. I will check it out. Check but, it out. Oh, we'll give them a the chance. The bottom line is, you're not going to find a more educational show in morning radio than you find right we, here on Pickley and Marotta. We deal in infotainment. <laughs> we got everything. We're like a screen in a new car. It's an infotainment thing. Uh, there you go. Foster the People Houdini. Today's song of the day. Pickley and Marotta. Going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. It always gets on me because I complain about NBA officiating. I'm not the only one. I know you're not. Fred Van Vliet went off this week. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought Ben Taylor was terrible tonight. I thought that on most nights, a couple other, you know, out of the three, there's one or two that just the game up, you know, and it's, it's, it's been like that a couple couple games in a row. Um, Denver was tough, obviously. You come out tonight, you're competing pretty hard. The third quarter, I get a bull tech, changes the whole dynamic of the game, changes the whole flow of the game. And, um, you know, most of the refs are trying hard. I like a lot of the refs are trying hard. And then you got the other ones who just want to be and um, just kind of the game up. Nobody's coming to see that. They come to see the players. <laughs> ESPN turned him Fred Van Bleep. Oh, I love that. He said he uh, he was going to take the fine. He took the fine. Thirty grand is what he got fined for those comments. I thought, and he, then he, apologized. I thought he was going to get dinged harder. I mean, calling out a dude by name. Yeah. Speak. Uh, he said, "Quote: Speaking for a lot of guys, obviously, I was frustrated, emotional. But there are a lot of people that feel that way. Hopefully, going forward, we can see some change for the better, the betterment of the game. I was a little emotional, tough loss, things not going our way. I got caught up in the moment a little bit. Okay." But and now that that talk about getting the perfect Phoenix Suns endorsement though. Oh, she fits right in. <laughs> start stitching up the jersey right now. Right now, yeah. thirty thousand dollars seems pretty reasonable he, he got, for a multi 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 millionaire. Jared, I just said he got off easy, and he got well, his, he got his money's worth definitely. Not, not, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's almost worth it. That was like, like yeah, I was like four grand a beep. Yeah, that's not bad. And, and again, calling out a guy by name, saying this individual is terrible. <laughs> You don't hear that very often. No, yeah. you don't. Unless, it, get unless the- it's Scott Foster. Uh, well, yeah. A member of Foster yeah. the People. There Again, you go. Like, you did not right. know that. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to get into <laughs> yeah, this. This okay. came up Monday on Hardware, and we only had one side of the story. You brought up the John Miller, uh, the Giants radio broadcaster who eviscerated the Diamondbacks PR staff. Uh, he said, look, they're Bush League. They didn't show up. He said this on the air during the broadcast. Uh, the Diamondbacks responded, by the way, and I felt weird talking about it without hearing their side, but uh, a representative from the Diamondbacks said, it's unfortunate that he took this perspective. A member of our PR staff, in fact, was on site and on hand for any questions, and we provided the press box with our standard standard collateral, as we always do. Several of us, including Derek Hall and myself, had conversations with our peers and the top executives at the Giants, all of whom apologized profusely. I am proud of my team. We have put this behind us and look forward to continuing continuing to exhibit professionalism, service, and integrity in our roles. That's a strong response. Was John Miller just having a bad day? 
happens to everybody. And, and again, it, what I like most about it is to call out the Diamondbacks and say they're not they're not paying professional attention to this game. They're not acting like professionals. Maybe we, that team the Diamondbacks sent over there that John Miller couldn't recognize anybody who played for smoked the Giants that day. That's true. So it's like, okay, keep walking. <laughs> Oh, uh, we got a busy weekend. We got ASU U of A mm-hmm. tonight mm-hmm. at the Pac-12 tournament. Winner goes to the uh, finals. Okay. We have Suns Kings tomorrow. No, Kevin Durant's not going to play. If you haven't heard, <laughs> we got the World Baseball Classic in town, which starting is starting tomorrow fire. at Chase Field. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. That's starting in town. A uh, USA against Great Britain tomorrow. That baseball power. Baseball juggernaut. <laughs> You sound like uh, you're from London. Can you uh, can do, 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 do you do a London accent there, Ferret? London accent. Do you do a Cockney accent, Ferret? A Cockney LA or Lord to play the baseball. They throw the pitch around the pitch. Sarah, what you just said, you sound like you're from London. I know it's from a movie. I know I've seen the movie a billion times. I can't place it. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's right. That's right. I don't remember that also, line from the movie. Rudd. When uh, when uh, Russell Brand's character gets yeah. the coral in his leg and oh, they right. drag him to the oh, beach, and he's right. like, "I'm bleeding," and he's, "You sound like you're from London." <laughs> so good. That's right. That's such a great movie. Uh, I do love yeah, that. Paul Rudd's character was great in that. Do you uh, do you give ASU a chance tonight? No. I mean, a chance, yes. I mean, they were in both these games. I, wanna, I just, I, I don't, I don't think so. I want to hear the perspective. I don't feel it. The Arizona perspective. Were you guys worried about the defense not being played by Arizona last night? To get Stanford got in the mid eighties. I mean, yes, I'm worried about the team. Yes, <laughs> yes I think was. they're yes. good, but I don't think they're. Oh, great. I, 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 I had noticed. Sarah, who's it, impartial. Uh, I, I think that Arizona will win, but I think it's going to be very close again. Desmond Cambridge had one of those nights last night. 27 points. Yeah. Can you imagine if it came down to a buzzer beater the other way? Oh, oh man. Oh, gracious. Oh, oh, oh. Jared's just rooting for more shoulder Jared's, issues for Kirk Creasy. Yeah, yeah, Jared's back Rude. to hate-loving the cats. This is always special. I would love to have access to the text threads between he and his friends on game night. Friends? Yeah. Plural? <laughs> Hi, Ben. We will know if ASU is in Monday morning when we take the airwaves. That's going to do it for us. Thanks to Kellen Olsen, Sam Amick, Wolf, and Luke are up next. Have a great weekend and enjoy the week of goofiness that we offered you. Luca had the worst game of the bunch. I do. And he still put together a, a, a big fat... Should I use that word? Big fat scoring line? I, that, I didn't... Uh, big chunky box score. Big tubby, doughy scoring line there. <laughs> big pillowy... Uh, <laughs> Shut up, you're an idiot. This guy makes a trash-ass parody song every single week. What if I punch you in the face right now? <laughs> Howard Trish! Sherman Douglas! Why am I yelling? Got something coming out of his neck. The side of his neck, right? I love that. Oh! 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 Are you talking to me? Peter O'Brien. Oh! Colin. Peter O'Brien. Peter O'Brien. That was one of the four worst shooting games under Bobby Hurley for Arizona State basketball. Why is this Wainwright shooting the ball? Why did we do more trade deadline? This is Gene Simmons. Simmons.
from from Kiss. Kiss. You're oh, being man. so moody. Yeah. From the home office in Yahoo, Nebraska. <laughs> from the home office in Wahoo, Nebraska, Paul, the top five things that Rich has. The role of Kevin Durant tonight will be played by Tori Craig. <laughs> I respect them so much, I totally stay away from them. Hello. Hello.